Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. It's the Do for Hot Takes Podcast, starring Pat Smith. No Sean today, Pat. Hello! Perfect pod, perfect pod, perfect pod. With Taylor Smith and Devin May. The Jaguars are so lame. Yeah, they'll never score. <laughs> they won't score at all. <laughs> Here we go! Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Duval Hot Takes Podcast. Your favorite podcast for the Jacksonville Jaguars, brought to you by Big Cat Country and SB Nation. My name is Taylor Smith. I'm your moderator for the show. I am joined by your host, Pat Smith. Yes, sir. And Facts and Stats man, Devin Mabe. Hello. Today is Thursday, January 6th. No Sean today. This is going to be the Pat show. Uh, That's okay, though, because there are some things that I want to hear, some topics that I want to broach today that I think only Pat is equipped to touch on. The first topic, of course, Pat, how was Boston? Boston, yes. How was Boston? Boston was cold, frigid. Uh, It sucked. I would probably not do that experience again. Uh, For four days, I went to Boston, and for four days, I did not see the sun at all. Like, it didn't pierce a cloud. It didn't come out. I didn't know it existed. I felt like I was on the Truman Show in a dome with no sun. It was just non-existent. Um, The game day experience, for those who watched on TV, uh, morbid. Cold, freezing, uh, rain falling, it sucked. 50 burgers shoved down my throat whether I was hungry or not. And uh, yeah, it was uh, probably, and it's crazy to say, it might have been the most horrendous display of the year. And watching it live did not make it any better. So if you guys think I caught a break uh, watching it, no, it was not uh, any more pleasurable than probably you guys at home watching it on TV. Uh, Boston overall, though, lobster roll, did the chowder, the clam chowder. Um, yeah, great. Their seafood's amazing up there. If you ever get the opportunity, you got to get those out of the way and get them done. Very meaty, uh, very bang for your buck. You get the weight. You get all the food. Uh very good, very good. And then they, uh, uh, Little Italy, shout out to Little Italy, uh, Tino. Yeah, it was great. Fantastic. But as for the game itself, you said it looked worse than it did even on the screen? Yeah, it was it was horrendous. I mean, the defense was, was picked in part. I mean, this was a very boring offense that they ran, guys. There was no trickeration on offense. Yeah, they ran 71 being eligible about... A third of the time, which, you know, if you play responsibility correctly, you have to consider that, which I understand. I get that fine. But, I mean, overall, man, it was just dinking and dumping. It's a lot of what Mac Jones has been doing for for the majority of this season, and it was just 
very easy picking apart, getting into uh, that that seven yard to ten yard mark, finding a zone and and catching the ball. That's all it was. I mean, if if our linebackers or or, or corners weren't covering grass, uh, you saw the touchdown that he threw wide open. There was no safety help over the top. There was nobody at all covering that man. Um, and as as a lot of people have already commented on um, Christian Wilkerson. Uh, who who went for 42 yards and two touchdowns was was a nobody before this game. He picked up off the scout team or out of the gas station parking lot. Like they just picked him up, put him in a car, gave him a helmet and, and gloves, and this guy just caught two touchdowns in his first career start against us. So yeah, I mean it was it was a bad game to watch. The effort obviously wasn't there per usual. You're in. I there's a sense of listen. These guys play for money, right? It's a business at the end of the day. But there's still an aspect of pride. And and you want to win the game. No one likes losing, whether or not it's the second to last game of the year, the last game of the year. There is a sense of pride for these guys because at the end of the day, there's friends across the league. It's a community. And, and it's a brotherhood. And these guys talk to each other across the league. And, they, and people know. Let them know. No one likes losing, right? No one likes that idea of losing. So I don't think it was intentional, obviously. But... You look at the team getting blown up a couple weeks ago with Urban Meyer letting go, and the offense really didn't get a chance to mold, and you lost a lot of players, and defense unfortunately had a very bad outing this week, and you know maybe there was a sense of, I don't know, maybe apathy or, or something in the air, but whatever it was, it wasn't. there was not a good product on the field today. And again, I, I want to say this is probably the worst game that I watched all year long points aside just performance it was it was pretty bad so uh not too much more onto that man you you chalk it up as an L that's the end of it <laughs> Trevor Lawrence managed to get a touchdown so he he gets out of that you know losing streak if you will of not scoring touchdowns Dare with the late touchdown um on the screenplay and that's it man we move on to the last and final week of the year uh with uh you know probably more than uh Shotcon's bargaining for much more. If if you've been on Twitter, if you've been on anywhere near Jaguar social media, you've seen the clowns, the clown emojis, the clown Photoshop, some of the best memes I've seen in the last decade, all surrounding the Jacksonville Jaguars franchise. And the idea is that this coming up home game, the final game of the season, is going to be a clown out. And uh, I think that Pat's already got his red nose and wig, right? Already pre-ordered. It's it's on the way. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to it. We got, I think I got like 30 noses that we're going to have the tailgate. It's it's kind of ironic because we, and just a little insight into my life, we generally pick a weekend, uh, a game, a home game that we consider our regular Mexican Sunday, right? And this entails tequila, tacos, burritos, more tequila, Cervezas, more tequila, cerve- so you get the idea. Um, you, we're blacked by the time you go into the same. This is one of the worst. And tequila brings out some of the worst of us. Um, but you go into the game, you invite everybody you know, and and you get a good outing. So we planned this to be our regular Mexican Sunday months ago. You know, we we saw the team was trending down, it was tanking, and we we're like, all right, let's pick a a home game that works for everyone after the holidays when no one's got anything to do, and we picked this game. And it just so happened to be 2 weeks ago when when Shad decided to retain Trent Balky that 
it went to fucking hell and the cloud show started and you know uh shout out to those guys at the uh bold take pod who i basically got this ball rolling uh with the clown memes and the noses and and you know it's it's due it's way overdue and honestly if that was what had to be the the straw that broke the camel's back i'm I'm glad to to see it there has to be a little bit of resentment from this fan base there has to be a a mentality of listen that's that's fucking enough okay that's quite enough you've you've been on autopilot for a decade now figure it out shod you you don't you can't give me a full reset you just hired a guy that you started off the year with boasting that you thought you got the higher right that you thought you made the right decision and that didn't even make it throughout the whole season and now you're trying to feed me Trent Balky who hasn't made a right decision since since his parents had sex like there there hasn't been a good move in his whole entire life and you try to feed me this guy for for the whether it's temporary or permanent, he's overstayed his time. If Urban was fired, there would be no reason you need to keep Trent Balky in as well. There, there's nothing at all that Trent Balky can possibly be doing on a day-to-day basis for this front office and for the betterment of this franchise. So just do the right thing and get rid of him. If he makes it past Black Monday, which for those of you who don't know, Black Monday is the Monday after the last Sunday of the regular season where every coach that's on the bubble or is expected to get fired gets cut, let go, resign. All happens on Monday. If he lasts even an hour into Black Monday, it's far too long. It's already far too long. So I love the movement. It's hitting national media. And some folks out there are saying it's all for the wrong reasons, that it's embarrassing, that it's it's making fun of Shad, or that it... Get that shit out of here. Get out of here. Shad's not going to cut you a check, folks. All right? He's not going to send you a thank you letter for defending him. This man has absolutely no leg to stand on. There is no defending him. There is no saying be grateful for what... Fuck that. Fuck that. These people pour hard-earned money into this team year in, year out. Some folks, you know, get rid of their yearly vacation and get season tickets instead. All right? And and they go and they watch the game week in, week out. Some folks travel. Some morons even travel up to Boston in the middle of fucking winter to watch a fucking 50-10 ball game with no hope of winning just to get their sweet little ass Put on delay for 12 hours on JetBlue on their way back home and just get home at 3 o'clock in the morning and, and put shit back together and then go back to regular living. Some folks even do that. But I I appreciate the movement. I love it. I hope to see it. I, again, I'm, I swear by it. I got my clown noses. I'm ready for it. Ready to roll. I hope to see a lot more in attendance to doing the same thing. Stick it to Shad, man. Stick it to Shad. If he's not listening before, he's definitely listening now. I mean, it's on ESPN. It's on the Pat McAfee show. It's it's everywhere. First Coast News is running with it. It is everywhere. And 1010XL, this one's for you. Fuck you guys. I don't care how you feel about it. Get to learn to love it. If you don't defend the fans, if you don't defend the folks that support this franchise year in, year out, get lost, bro. Hacker, I don't care anything you got to say about it. Get the, the reality of these guys support Shotcott no matter what he does, and you're not going to get any different take out of them. So take it with a grain of salt. Stay united. That's why I love this fan base so much, man. In this dark time that we are in right now, like Taylor said before, some of the best jokes some of the best memes come and in the pits of despair 
with this franchise and you can only appreciate it um Again, I love the content out there. I'm looking forward to Sunday. And the, the Colts game itself is a very minuscule part of, of the Sunday festivities. Minuscule, inconsequential game, but it is still a game. So what <laughs> What do you think, Pat? <laughs> do you think we have a chance? Chance. What is a chance anymore in life, right? New year. Who gives a shit, right? Uh a lot of teams do, believe it or not, outside of Jacksonville. Baltimore gives a shit. Pittsburgh gives a shit. As a matter of fact, if we win, the Chargers and the Raiders, okay, could tie. Could tie, and they both get into the playoffs. So imagine that. We win this game. The Chargers and the Raiders are looking at each other from across the sideline, and they're like, hey, man, if we just tie, we get in. Let's take a couple knees. It's seven to ten. You guys want a field goal? It's right. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> we'll shut up shop for you. You know, it, that would be amazing. That would be unprecedented. Of course, the NFL would probably it just wouldn't work out that way. But it's it's nice to think of. Anyway, everyone outside of Jacksonville needs us to win so bad. And if had they only watched a few minutes of tape, they would realize, eh, not likely. Mm. So. Colts, Jags, can you win this game? You can. The Colts are on a six-game losing streak at home for Jacksonville right now. They can't win here. I don't know why. They just can't win here. Um, They need to win to get in. They control their destiny. They have to get in to win. Josh Allen on the presser Wednesday said it best. You know, this game is going to be a playoff mentality ball game for at least one side of the ball. And for him personally, he's going to take that same approach. And that that should be the only mentality that you have on this on this 53 in Jacksonville. New regime coming in. You got to put some tape together, right? Because everyone's on the chopping block as far as I'm concerned with this roster. I don't think there's any guaranteed spots going into the offseason this year. And depending on who they bring in and what kind of mentality and what kind of scheme they want to run on defense... Uh, It should be tryouts, basically, at this point. Everyone is trying out. Uh, So everyone should be giving it their all, and I expect that. I expect these Jaguars to come out and play hard for four quarters of time like they did in the early part of the season. The early part of the season was a very close game. Came down to the wire with the Colts, and and it wasn't until the very end that they kind of unraveled and and gave up um, a lot to Jonathan Taylor, and you know uh, that was the end of it. Uh, the bad management on the on the two minute drill and you lost the game. So I think it's, you have the potential. The potential is always there. And whether you think these guys have given up or not, it'll be interesting to watch at the very least, right? Um, I think the attendance is going to be great. Like you said, the clown movement is going to be out there. Um, so I think attendance shouldn't be an issue. As far as the game goes, nah. You know what? Fuck it. Everything's right. New year, right? Mm-hmm. New year. The Jaguars see this as a new opportunity to, to stick it to a divisional rival, to, to maybe help out some folks on the other side, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. And, and maybe we, we give out a little dishing, right? We Maybe we get a little revenge game. We play spoiler 17-14. 17-14, Jacksonville pulls it off. Also, a fun stat for you guys if you don't, if you're not aware. Uh, this was brought up also in the press early in the week. Uh, 16 points separates this Jaguars offense from becoming an historical worst 
offense in franchise history. Oh, wow. 16 points. I didn't see that. 16 points. So this offense doesn't score 16 points. They will be considered the worst offensive scoring team in Jaguars franchise history. And they had an extra game this year. And they have an extra game this year. Oof. Oof. So really, if X and X and Y, if it was over last week, you guys already made the history book. So you've been blessed with an extra week, an extra opportunity. Get Trevor to, you know, and listen, that poor guy, 16's playing his fucking heart out. You know, and I really, really hope that at the turn of the offseason, we help this kid out because there's nothing more heartbreaking to see this poor man trot up. It happened again last week. He threw two picks that were bobbles on the receivers or were, were volleyball uh, setups, basically uh, balls that pop up in the air after after being attempted to ca- catch on, and and they're picks. You know, it's gonna happen every time. So you hate seeing that. I I hope that they surround him with some help. I I pray that this team plays for him. If anyone deserves a game to be played, it's him. He needs to come out and just fire on all cylinders. These receivers need to catch some fucking balls and and whatever's left of this this offensive line, please block for this this poor man and, and block your hearts out for four quarters. If you can give me that, and we'll cut you in the offseason and figure out what to do with you later on. I will notate that out of the the absolute blasphemy that I watched last week, Walker Little played very well at left tackle. Very well. And I, I hope he gets the start again. Um, it, it's Everything shows that he should. He gets another start at left tackle. Um, and, and hopefully he plays his ass off and we get another great result out of him. Unfortunately, the tape is very short this year, which is only the fault of the coaching staff and surrounding staff um, of this front office because we don't have much on him. Uh, the, the few times he has gotten in has been relatively good. It's been relatively well. But you have to make a decision next year. you got to figure out what you're going to do with Cam Robinson on the tag. If you want to draft a left tackle. If you want to do anything with the left tackle. Or if you want to run with Walker Little. So hopefully that's that's where my eyes are going to be really. My eyes for whatever is left of me um, mentally when I walk into this game on Sunday. My eyes will be on Walker Little, seeing what kind of protection he can run on this uh, left tackle position. And, you know, uh, at the end of the day, guys, don't take yourself seriously. Enjoy what's left of the, the regular season, the the rest of Twitter for the rest of uh, the, the week as it entails. Enjoy it. Be with your friends. Be with your family this last coming Sunday. Enjoy the whatever the result may be. They can't hurt us any more than they've already had. All right, you don't lose or gain anything. I don't really care about the first overall draft pick if we win and Detroit loses or whatever the scenario may be. I'm not concerned with that. It's not going to make or break our season. So enjoy it. Uh, last game of the season, it was a it was a pleasure ride with you guys. I had fun, and again, I'm sure we'll be back in the off season to uh, visit any more takes that we'll we'll look and see what happens. Fire Balky, there it is. The name of the game as we close out the 2021 season, Fire Balky. Do it. I'm glad that you said we're not taking things seriously this week. I mean, after all, it's a bunch of drunk bastards dressed as clowns in the stands. I can't wait to see the red noses. Can't wait to see the fallout. And yeah, guys, this is what fans do. This is what real fans look like. We're here to support the team no matter what, whether that means celebrating victories or letting the Jaguars know in the clearest way possible that this franchise is a clown show. So we are so excited to see you all out there this Sunday, January 9th, 1 p.m. 
Uh, quick episode today, but regardless, want to thank you all so much for tuning in to the Duval Hot Takes podcast. I'm Taylor Smith, moderator. Pat Smith, host. Devin May, facts and stats. Like Pat said, we're not done quite yet. Obviously, we'll be back soon, not only to cover the game review, but also to wrap up the season and hopefully share some good news come Black Monday. In the meantime, find us on Twitter at Duval Hot Takes. We're out here retweeting the best memes and clown takes we can find. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace.